You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. You know, some businesses decide not to change or by default don't change. And some businesses make a decision to change. Was there anything you noticed in the decision-making process that helped companies be more adaptable to an accepting of change and moving forward versus those that didn't? Well, it's funny because change is not always something that you opt into. Sometimes it's something that's forced upon you. And then it becomes a question not of whether you want to change, but rather whether you're able to adapt to it or if you're going to fall apart. And the single most important thing I think that anybody, whether they're proactive about this or they're reactive about it, that they can do to set themselves up for future success is to just have a really crystal clear understanding of what kind of value they have to others, regardless of the specific product or service that they produce, or if you're an individual, the role that you occupy. Because it's the difference between a brand called Foodsters, which makes uh, baking mixes and other sweets, uh, saying, we are a baking mix company, and them saying, we bring joy to people with upgraded sweet baked goods. Uh, and which is a real world example. I was talking to Greg Fleischman, the CEO of Foodsters at a time where the company was going through a big change. And that's what he told me. He said that the way that they stayed focused on the mission was understanding that they bring joy to people with upgraded sweet baked goods. Notice that. They bring joy to people with upgraded sweet baked goods does not mean we make baking mixes and we sell them in Whole Foods, uh, right? Like it, it doesn't mean we um, we are a cookie company. Like it doesn't really matter what the hell the product is so long as you know what your purpose is. And I think that sometimes brands or individual entrepreneurs have thought in advance of what their real value is to others. And sometimes they figure it out along the way as they are trying everything they can to stay relevant. And eventually they realize, you know, look, look, I'm not in the, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm not in the, financial management business i'm in the trust business uh and you know and so the more that i can lean into that and make sure that i'm relevant to a, my customer regardless of what it is that they need from me right now the more i will be able to be relevant to them in the future kind of going back to the why why are you in business and mm-hmm. you know I, I think you gave an example in the book about uh, blockbuster Yep. And, you know, maybe they thought they were in the video rental business, but perhaps not. I was telling Sanger, and I wanted to wait and let you tell about that the Blockbuster story. Can you share that story a little bit? Oh, sure. Well, you know, what I point out is in the book is that the story that we often tell about Blockbuster is that they just didn't see it coming. And, you know, they didn't see the change in consumer desire coming, but they also didn't see Netflix coming. But, you know, that's not that's not true. Uh, there's a lot of very smart people who ran Blockbuster. They weren't idiots. The problem was that they did see it coming and they couldn't do anything about it because to do something about it would have meant to make radical change to the business functionally while the still while the business was still doing well 
because if you wait until the pain is so great from something not working anymore, or things changing, then you're going to scramble and you're going to make very bad decisions. I mean, I, you can see a lot of industries that are scrambling and making very bad decisions. Yes. And, um, <laughs> a lot and, of organizations too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so what I, what I think, you know, what Blockbuster to me represents is that for a company to not just understand its value, but be able to really live that value and, and change means that you need to have buy-in top to bottom, leadership all the way down about what your core value is and how your consumer may want that tomorrow. The, the, the challenge at Blockbuster was that they understood uh, a digital shift was coming, but they couldn't get their kind of corporate uh, uh, you know, ownership, which was at first Viacom, and then it became Carl Icahn, basically, who took a significant uh, share of the company, to believe in that. And what they wanted to do was hold firm to the structure that the company already was, rather than say, you know what, we're going to have to sacrifice some value in the short term here to create long-term value. And that means that we all need to structure our own businesses and our own lives in a way in which we're not making that mistake, where we're alert to new changes and we're incentivizing the people who we work with to recognize and react to those changes and start to execute on new ideas so that we are set up for what people need next. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, uh, had a client who, who worked at Blockbuster higher in the organization. And I remember in the sort of the waning days, uh, he was telling me, oh yeah, we're working on a program right now. And the program basically was fiddling at the edges mm-hmm. with late fees. Yeah. And I, I, even at the time, this is before they went South, I was like, wow, that's really not, <laughs> you're, not really, you're not really changing anything. Yeah. It's not significant. You're not making any big decisions. It makes all the there. sense in the world though. If you, if you know what your purpose is, then what you do almost doesn't matter at all. What you sell doesn't really matter at all. If you have no purpose, if it's aligned with that purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course it will be yeah. right. Yeah. Assuming that if you, if you know what it is and also align, you know, aim at it, what you mm-hmm. sell will become aligned with that. In which case right. who cares what you're selling? Yeah. But if you don't have a purpose, then your purpose by de facto is what you're selling. Yeah. Right. You have no purpose other than to sell tires, right? You're a tire company. You sell tires. And if all of a sudden, you know, we have hover cars in 10 years, you ain't ain't got tires anymore. So you don't have a company anymore. And that's Blockbuster. That was a position that I was in with some business partners of mine who could always wanted to change. Like we would have quarterly conversations about our purpose and our values or the mission statement or whatever mm-hmm. guys, if this, if, this, if it's we not, don't know this, we don't know anything, right? It's yeah. not that it's, it's not that we just didn't look at the right thesaurus and pick the right fancy adjective. It's that clearly there's something missing yeah. um, with, with what we're actually aiming at. And so then we would focus on things that didn't matter, you know, focus on little tweaks in the operations department or focus on little tweaks in the finance department or focus in, in other areas of the business that ultimately weren't going to have a true impactful change because we never knew what we were doing. So I could see that and go, well, we're going to get stuck behind the curve uh, when the industry is changing. I have to have to make a move. 
Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.